Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Evil Men. It's me, Chris Locke, and your hosts, Michael Belazzo and James Hernett, are with me as well. Hey. But also, yeah, say hey. Hi. Hey. <laughs> but also, it's a very <laughs> special episode because we have one of the hottest writers and illustrators in comic books history here with us as our special guest today. I'm talking about Chip Zdarsky, the creator of The White Trees, Captara, Sex Criminals. He's written for Daredevil, Spectacular Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Life Stories, Howard the Duck, uh, right? The, the There's a new Batman one coming out. Like, my God, man, what the hell? Chip, thanks for coming on. I left some stuff out, but what the hell? I, I, uh, thanks for having me. I feel weird that you said that I'm a very special guest because it really cuts down your previous guests. You're our first guest. Am I your first guest? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks for busting me on a shoddy intro. <laughs> I should have said first guest, but it's still like very special. You also said yeah. I wrote for Daredevil, like he's an old stand-up who just needed someone to come in and punch up his jokes. <laughs> well, he is kind of clever, isn't he? Like, doesn't he say stuff like, blind to meet ya? <laughs> well, that would give away his secret identity, so probably not. <laughs> Why does he keep referring to himself as blind? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you have literally punched up, like, all the Marvel comics that you've written for that I've read, you actually have punched them up, and they're really funny. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. I try. There's uh, in one of the spectacular Spider-Mans, you have Spider-Man dating a stand-up comic, a female stand-up comic (laughs) from, isn't she from Toronto too? I think so, yeah. Why did you do that to us? I feel like I know who it is. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I did it and, you know, I kind of described her as you would a stand-up comic. Then the artist just drew her super hot and just like, ah, that doesn't really right. track with most comedy, but okay. Well, I don't know. I think comedians are pretty good looking. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, throwing hot. that out like, there. We're all sort of good. I don't know. We're all good looking. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I actually can't say anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ton of them that are like really hot, Chip. You got to see. I'll show you some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto has also been in the news because of, um, I don't know if you worked on, on the new Pixar movie. Uh, what's it called? Uh Red? Seeing no. red? Seeing red. It's yeah. set in fucking downtown Toronto. So everyone's exciting, uh, excited yeah. and dancing in the streets and clapping and singing because it's, you know, finally a chance for our city to uh, strut our stuff. It's about a squirrel that uh, jumps out of a uh, plate of King's Crown nachos <laughs> and then goes kayaking on the Humber River. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. Will it be the will it be only mentioned by Toronto Media and will it be mentioned a thousand times by Toronto Media? Yeah, it's so. like when the Love Guru came out and it was sort of yeah. like, hey, they've set a movie in Toronto, that's exciting, and then nobody ever talked about it again. Oh, imagine this is Pixar's Love Guru. <laughs> Oof. From what I understand, yeah. Pixar, it's only being released in Toronto. So you can only stream it within GTA <laughs> limits, uh, city limits. Yeah. No 905, and, no 519. And they spent, I think, $300 million on yeah. it. So it's <laughs> it's kind gamble. of like the running man. If you try to watch it in like Mississauga or something, your head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're on the West Coast? I am. I'm in, I'm in Victoria right now. Yeah, so I'm not allowed to um, be a part of the joy of the new Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll I be wish. a cold day in hell when Pixar makes a goddamn movie about uh, Victoria. You know, <laughs> <laughs> with all its landmarks. Like that's the thing. Like it, I see why they set that in Toronto because you can just put the CN Tower in the background. You're like, you're done. Like yeah. you're done. Yeah. You did your job. <laughs> yeah, you just like, swap that any- out for landmarks of other cities and just release it different in different cities but victoria all you can do is just just make sure that everyone is white that's about it (laughs) yeah old and white and there's a harbor (laughs) yeah yeah like uh, everyone kept saying and uh, and i I like the saying um that victoria is uh for the the newlywed and the nearly dead 
Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good phrase, and it's very accurate. And the nearly dead watch the newlyweds at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty creepy. Took a, took a little bit of getting used to, especially they since moan now and they scratch. Yeah. Yeah, especially since now I'm more in the the nearly dead category. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the one doing the watching now. It's very strange. Unfairly. Yeah, so you find yourself having little cravings like, what's happening to me? I'm changing. And you, I have the <laughs> desire to watch newlyweds in the hotel room. <laughs> what's happening to me? Yeah, there's that transition period from when old people are looking in your windows at you versus when you're the old person finding yourself out at night peering in at people. Yeah, indeed. there was like a good decade or two where I just did nothing. Yeah, there, there's the Pixar movie right there. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if the new Pixar movie has. I don't know if you saw this uh, today, Chip, but going there was on Twitter a video was being shared of two people uh, having sex at a bus stop in the rain, and someone just took a video of this with their cell phone. And I wonder if that is like some weird, twisted promotional sort of uh, thing for this new Pixar movie to get. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, I missed the part. Where were they? Where were they having sex? Oh, you know, at a bus stop in the rain. <laughs> in Toronto, yeah. But I don't know what intersection. It looks quite downtown. Yeah. The see-through bus stops, too, where the walls are just glass. Yeah. yeah. And they were just That's pounding actually, doggy yeah. style. And it really looked perfunctory. Yeah. It did not look romantic. Yeah, you're right. I have it to looked agree. like the, the rain, the rain like, gave it romance, to be yeah. fair. True. Yeah, the ro- rain was romantic. But the woman definitely looked like... A stepmom that was being hassled <laughs> by her stepson, who's ten less than ten years younger than her. Yeah, um, that's a, a classic uh, pounding of a hassling. Oh no! My, help! My stepmom is stuck in this bus shelter in Toronto, <laughs> in the financial district too. She she needs to stay dry. <laughs> Did they identify the people? Like, like, is there like a, a manhunt on for them to bring them to justice? <laughs> like, I, I don't remember. I don't remember a lot about Toronto because I, I haven't been there in oh, eight months. But I remember that we, they really frowned upon outdoor sex. Yeah, yeah. they've uh, released a squad of like armed drones to try and find these people <laughs> and destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might not remember Chip because it's been eight months since you've yeah. been here. But yeah, it sounds like you remember. It, it, it is true. They. For people listening that aren't from Toronto, there's a SWAT team style, <laughs> a gang of uh, enforcers that kind of walk around with their eyes looking through the scope of rifles, just walking around the city looking for uh, public sex. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Or they're like, they're shooting like beers out of your hand if you're in a park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like tall that. cans. Yeah. Always yeah. drink a tall can, more room for the bullet to go through uh, far away from your hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot tip. so chip we asked you to come up with an evil person uh from comic books that we could talk about Mm -hmm. and you chose a little guy called dr doom and uh why did you choose dr doom chip well he's one of those cases and um uh, my mother-in-law likes to call out these these poor people where um, she says they never stood a chance, where mm. their name indicates where they're going in life. <laughs> right. Like like Officer Officer Hog, <laughs> you know, like stuff like that, um, yeah. which, which tends to come up a fair amount. And 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 this poor guy, his last name is Von Doom. Yeah. So already you know he's in for a rough go of it. I did find that interesting in my uh, research that, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not that he's uh, he was sort of like, well, I'm a super villain. Maybe I'll come up with a scary name. His name at birth was Victor Von Doom. Yeah. 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 So it's like it's like being mm-hmm. like Dr. Balazzo, Dr. Hartnett. It's just his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the only thing off about his name is that I don't think he's actually uh, a doctor. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm not. I, I in my research, I didn't find any evidence of a doctorate of any kind. So he's no, a doom more than a doctor. He's a doom more than a doctor because he was kicked out of school. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. So he's a kind of guy. He like an autodidact. He sort of taught himself how to be uh, evil and how to dress well and stuff like that. 
Yeah, yeah. And he just gave himself the the, the prefix of doctor. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, mm-hmm. he's like, I think at this point, I could just be a doctor. He probably got an honorary doctorate, I'd imagine. At yeah, some point. like Kyle Lowry just got one from my, uh, a university here in Canada. <laughs> I think it's similar. Yeah, there you go. Because well, he's I'm, a ruler of a, uh, a, a tiny fictional country uh, named mm-hmm. Latveria. Yeah. Uh, in case you don't know where that is, it's next to Simkaria, which is also another fictional country uh, mm-hmm. in Europe. Um, it seems it, to be set in, in the Balkans or like Eastern it Europe. Is. <laughs> yes. It might be one of the most offensive things that comics has done, which is just create <laughs> whole new countries and just plant them <laughs> where real countries yeah, like, are. We, yeah. No one's going to be too worried if we just make up a country by Serbia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like everyone do. loves Wakanda. But yeah. what did Wakanda push out to become Wakanda on, on the map? Right. Like they would never, ever do it for like the States. There's not like a, a yeah. fictional state in America in the comics. Like are people actually from Africa uh, excited about Wakanda or do they feel ripped off? The, the, I, I would imagine they feel a little ripped off. Yeah. And a like little just bit just like, my country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you could just, you could just make it Nigeria. Yeah, there's a secret laboratory in Nigeria. Whatever, let's yeah. go. It yeah. is funny Im- imagining the idea of a made-up state for the comics, though. <laughs> like, it would be great. You know, <laughs> they just hide one of, in the top of Florida or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> everybody people there. Be, people would be so angry. I mean, they, I could see them doing it for Canada. Sure, partly because oh, there's yeah. a lot. There's plenty of space to do it, and Americans don't care. <laughs> do you ever find Americans? Uh, well, because you talk to comic book people all day, every day, and sure this is, and this is probably one of your million. Oh, this is another question I wanted to ask you. You talk to comic <laughs> book people basically all day and do their podcasts and interviews all the time. Are you more excited to uh, do Evil Men today because you actually get to talk to a few cool guys? <laughs> um, you know, that, that's a great question. Um. <laughs> I don't feel excited about anything ever. Oh, okay. You're dead. So it's, it's, hard it. it's hard for me to gauge it. It's hard for me to gauge it. All right. Honestly. I mean, my excitement comes from um, how many listeners do you have? Well, well we've just started, new? so yeah. we're not even really sure yet. The whole population of Wakanda listens to this podcast. <laughs> well, be, be, because it's because you've just started the podcast. Like this is episode four, maybe. Uh, I, I don't five, know. Six, it's either five or eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have a few banks okay but, i mean but so, we should definitely least, rush this one because it's big yeah yeah at least yeah. being in the early <clears throat> numbers of podcasts those are the ones that people are probably going to listen to the most so that makes me excited like good i want to i want to boost my own personal numbers it's yes. going to be yeah. good for your brand Definitely, a hundred percent. You don't worry about that. Yeah. Also, um, a whole new audience of cool guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I would love, I would love it if my bosses listened to this and heard me um, <laughs> shitting on them for creating these fictional countries. Yeah, you um, think Latveria also- is a joke? <laughs> but have you have you ever bumped into uh, an American comic book fan that was disappointed that Wolverine was from Canada? No, but they always bring it up. Like as if they like do. that's mm. yeah, as if like you should be happy that you've got Wolverine. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think saying, about it every day, and I you love know, we it. We have we have one big big guy. Wolverine is Canadian, and then the just the indignity of that character being played by an Australian. Yeah. yeah. Why was why didn't we cast you know I don't know Mike Myers, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, you know, a Canadian actor. Dan Dan Levy could have been sure. worked. <laughs> There's sure. so that, many vets from Second City that could have, yeah, played played Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. guys from Canadian Tire commercials, guys from Tim Hortons commercials. That could have <laughs> insult been insult to injury, they shot it in Toronto. So they That's flew an Australian into oh, Toronto who is yeah. frankly too tall for the role as well cuz he's a short Canadian yeah. in the comics. He's like 5 foot 4 or something. And then, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all sacrilege, the whole thing. It reminds me of when I went to the the Poor Alex Theater and, uh, oh no, the Royal Alex, sorry, the good one. I went to the Royal Alex to see Death of a Salesman starring, uh, what's his name, Judd Hirsch. And I was a teenager <laughs> and I thought, why'd they get this American Judd Hirsch to play Willie Loman? It should have been me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, shall I, shall I give, uh, I looked up some info on Dr. Doom. So I, I okay. have like a little, um, little blurb, a little bit of his, uh, summary of his origin story yeah, sure. and some factoids and Chip, I'm, you're obviously the expert. So if I get anything wrong, please. Yeah, no, I'll call you out on it. Uh, if you out. get, if you get more than two things wrong, I leave the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No problem. All right. So, uh, Dr. Doom. He's a Marvel mm-hmm. Comics supervillain created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. Uh, made his debut in 1962. Yeah. And he's the arch enemy and sometimes ally of the Fantastic Four. Sure. IGN declared him the greatest Marvel villain of all time. That's, a, so, that's also true. Be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just say true every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you don't know what Dr. Doom looks like, Google it. Um, he's, you can kind of see he's got a green hooded cloak. And yeah. underneath, he's covered in armor. Apparently, they wanted to, him to resemble death. <laughs> yeah. Guy. So there you go. So here's Dr. Doom. Death. Sorry to interrupt, but you know, no, death please. in its famous green cloak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little tunic, a little green tunic. <laughs> yeah, death had, death had a bit of flair. Yeah. Um, so here's uh, his, his origin, the origin of Dr. Doom. Okay. Um, as Chip said, he was born Victor Von Doom. To a tribe of Latvian Romani people who were under the rule of a guy called the Baron. Oh, the Baron. Don't get me started. Yeah, who seems like a total shithead. Um, Dr. Doom's mom was uh, a witch who unfortunately was killed by a demon. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Been there. Yeah. We've all had family members yep. meet that he, kind of end. Yeah. He seems um, to be a bit of a. Like a a mama's boy is sort of what's driving him, if if I may say that. Oh, no, and then it gets worse. Oh, okay. It gets worse. I don't want to spoil anything. Go okay. on. Okay. Um, so, uh, Dr. Doom's, or uh, Victor, excuse me. At this point, he's still Victor Von Doom. His dad was like a medicine man. Um, and so the Baron, the shitty Baron, his wife gets sick. And he, he says to Victor's dad, you know, can you save my wife? But... Victor's dad can't save the Baron's wife. And the Baron gets pissed and he calls Victor's dad a murderer. So Doc, uh, Victor and his dad flee the town and uh, Victor's dad dies from exposure on a mountainside. Very Harsh. sad. So yeah. no, no parents at all. Um, Victor returns back to Latveria and swears revenge on the Baron. And uh, while he's back, he's really smart and headstrong, and he <laughs> combines sorcery with technology to create uh, hmm. fantastic devices that'll keep the Baron's men at bay and protect the Roma people. And so while he's in Latveria making these machines, he's kind of an Elon Musk, maybe, of his time. Um, yeah. While he's doing this, a college in the U.S. clocks what this Latverian kid is doing, and they say, hey... <laughs> Why don't you move to the States and study in the U.S.? And he said, sure. And, you know, I don't know what it's like for comic writers, Chip, but Mike and Chris, we know plenty of Canadian uh, comedians who've gone down to the States. So it's, it's yeah. not that different than our friends yeah. sort of moving down to L.A. and to pursue opportunity. And he goes, James, you left out the city. He moves to New York fucking uh, city, right? Yeah. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. So I like the idea of Dr. Doom trying to shove like a real New York slice into that metal mouth <laughs> mask, mask hole. Or, or Dr. Doom. Any, like going- pepperoni and grease all over the metal mask. Dr. Doom going to a New York Rangers game. <laughs> Shoot the puck! Shoot the puck! <laughs> or I'll zap you! Is his costume's always getting tagged? Constant. Yeah, they think he's a walking subway guy. Yeah. <laughs> which which borough do we think uh, Victor chose to live in when he got to New York? Is he a Brooklyn guy or more of a you know Staten Island hmm. fella? Williamsburg, Brooklyn hipster. Yeah, yeah look at the cape. Yeah. That's a hipster yeah. move. Yeah. If you look at his metal pants, they don't go past his ankles. They're tapered just <laughs> above the ankles. <laughs> And then so, uh, got like, yeah, little metal vans, little low cut <laughs> vans. Can I, can I ask Chip, like, what what uh, stood out that that got him scouted by uh, by the American University? What was he doing that that uh, caught the eye of uh, of the dean of of the university, Empire State University? You know, just a, a bit of this, a bit of that. I love that answer <laughs> because that's exactly what I read in Wikipedia. I think we just. Yeah. 
busted chip on not knowing how he got into university my 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 understanding is that he went to university uh on his own because what he wanted to do at university ultimately was to create a portal to hell to Hmm. gain his mother's soul from the evil lord of hell mephisto right Mm -hmm. well Uh, and maybe to party i don't know i mean part of a huge Part of the college university experience is, yeah, you know, is social. So you're meeting people, you're mm-hmm. partying, you're going to, uh, you know, foam parties, perhaps. Yeah. So did he do to- Frosh Week? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did Frosh Week. You know, okay. he he partied, he drank a bit, he he tried to free his mother's soul. Like, yeah, like these are the things that we all relate to as uh, readers. That's Absolutely. pretty wild. There's no doubt he he for sure partied even without them knowing. Probably with the hobgoblin and stuff. And I could, I, I could imagine is it the, the Green RA? Goblin or Hobgoblin. Which uh, one's the be, dad? I mean, at that point, it would be Green Goblin. Hobgoblin Green Goblin. came later, but I, is I the Hobgoblin his son? Well, no. I mean, there there was a, quite a mystery as to who the Hobgoblin was. Oh, I mean, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but everyone mm. thought it was Ned Leeds, the reporter. But um, mm. Flash Thompson, Peter Parker's bully, was framed. Um, mm. uh, it turned out to be a fashion designer. Oh. Which, which was a bit of a weird, <laughs> bit of a weird twist. Um, yeah, uh, evil named, fashion designer. Yeah, yeah, an evil fashion designer named Roderick Kingsley. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's very convoluted. But I think they landed on the right person. Anyway, interesting. Well, yeah. Right. Um. So uh, as as Chip said, um. Yeah, Victor's in college, and um, <laughs> while he's in college, he meets a guy called Reed Richards. And, uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah and I know who I that is. Enlighten us. Mr. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, Mr. Fantastic. What, what, oh, what, 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 was Mr., was Mr. Fantastic, what was his power? Um, so eventually, at that point, he didn't have a power. He yeah. was just a really smart guy, like uh, Victor Von Doom. Yeah. But eventually he took his um his young girlfriend, her little brother, and uh his old war buddy uh up into a rocket ship, a la Elon Musk, and they were bombarded by cosmic rays and when they uh yeah. crashed on Earth, uh he became really cool and stretchy. He could stretch. Oh my Mr. god. Fantastic. And his war buddy became a, a hideous monster. So he felt that, very bad about that. Oh God! The thing, Imagine the thing. that happened yeah. to Richard Branson. He comes down to Earth and his arms go like really far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, his, his. I, I was watching the video of Richard Branson uh, sort of entering space a, a tiny bit and immediately mm-hmm. coming back. And he has a lot of loose. <laughs> you know, he's an older guy. He has a lot of loose neck skin already. And so imagine if he could. Turn that loose neck skin into sort of like a, a new hand or something. That, that'd be oh, fun. That's kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Or like a parachute if he's falling from his spaceship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A guy's double chin becomes a parachute. That's his Did power. It, from, is it true from... that like Mr. Fantastic discovered uh, his superpowers when he was locked, when he returned to Earth? He was locked out of his uh, Brooklyn flat and all of a sudden uh, he used his penis to jimmy the lock of the door? <laughs> Chris, I mean, I what? work for Mar- I work for Marvel Comics. We can't be we can't be doing this. What are you doing, man? You're killing me here. Bad Chris. I'm Bad so Chris. close to being Chris. fired. You can't confirm that because I can't. I can't. Some... I can't. I can't deny it either. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. All right. Okay. So, uh, as uh, as Chip said, Victor is uh, he's uh, he's in uh, in school. And uh, just as as Chip said, he he wanted to make a machine to allow him to communicate with his dead mother. And uh, Reed Richards warned him that his calculations are off. He said to him, I don't think you carried the one or whatever. And uh, Victor ignored him, used the machine. The machine exploded, severely damaging Victor's face. And we're all in showbiz. We all know your face is pretty much everything. So not good. Yeah. So Victor gets expelled, travels the world, uh, he goes to Tibet, learns some stuff from the monks. I don't know if there was anything more detail than that. And uh, <laughs> eventually Victor forges a suit of armor, including an iron masks, 
Uh, and he puts the mask on his face before it had finished cooling, which permanently yeah. bonded it to his skin. I don't know if he did that on purpose well, or what. Well, okay. Here's, here's the deal. The accident that scarred him didn't give him that bad of a scar. Hmm. It was, it was, it was huh. you know, it was, it was down his face, but it wasn't like really, hmm. really bad. Hmm. But he was so vain. He, he felt like it was, it was the end of his, uh, his career as a scientist. I don't know why it bothered him so much. But you got to be good went, looking to, to make it in, in big science, you know? I, I suppose so. Um, but anyway, when he, when he traveled to Tibet and they, they made, they helped make this, uh, this metal costume for him. Um, yeah, he put it on while it was too hot. And, and uh, the Tibetan guys were like, maybe let it cool. Mm. But shit. And he was like, no. I have to interject here. Um, Tibetan guys, most of them are like Buddhists, right? Yeah. Isn't that a stretch that they would make a metal, like a secret metal suit that could make you invincible and super strong? Like, no, okay. Go against the Tibetan Buddhist ethics? They didn't, I mean, the suit didn't have any technology in it. Yeah. Um, it was just like, just, just armor plating at that point, almost like a, like a suit of armor for a knight. Uh, mostly he just wanted to cover his face that he thought was hideous, but he just made it more hideous by, by doing that. So it didn't bond permanently, but it did scar him. So by the time he got to Latveria, he, he upgraded the thing, tricked it out. He can fly, he can shoot lasers, he can do all these uh, fun things. And over the years, like, there's computers in there and stuff now, too. <laughs> hmm. he, he can watch TV in it. Like, he can do whatever he wants with it. So it's like I'm VR. Gonna, I'm just going to leave it for the listeners and we can move on. But his metal suit was secretly made in Tibet by Tibetans. The, the first, Anyways. the first, the first version was, um, but it's not like they just made it. Like yeah. they made it together. They made okay. it together. Oh, yeah. he, they helped him. Yeah, they're they're trying to help him out. Mm-hmm. He wanted a metal okay. suit. They're like, all right, we'll help you with it. make a metal suit. Yeah, we have tons of metal. Yeah, I'm just thinking of how a guy like the Phantom of the Opera would react to this news, where he's like. Listen, my face is genuinely fucked up. Mm-hmm. You have a little tiny scar on on your face, and you're going nuts. Like it's you know, uh, as the saying goes, it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> also, the yeah. Phantom of the Opera would be like, man, he'd be disappointed to hear about Doctor Doom. He'd be like, I have no powers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can play the I can play the organ a bit. I can play the organ a bit. <laughs> but. I live in a yeah. sewer. But maybe Doctor Doom is like, I can't play the organ, you know? Yeah. Doctor Doom except, seems like except he can. Oh. <laughs> he That's seems like easy. a spaz to me. Like, imagine you've got this boiling hot mask and uh the the you the, the guys around you are like, Oh, don't put that on, it's it's hot, and you're like, I don't care, I'm just gonna put it on my face. I'm 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 in such a rush. What's yeah. the rush? Yeah. Let it cool. Ever had a pot I know. pie? You did he at least he blow he doesn't on the like mask listening a couple to people. times? Did he, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did he at least he blew on it a bit, like <laughs> like it was soup? <laughs> Taking a bite of a burrito? <laughs> yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Ouch, ouch, ouch. I'm evil now for sure. <laughs> Look, we, we, we've clearly identified the fact that his major character flaw is he doesn't listen to others. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so, is it impetuous? Go. Is that the word? Uh, it's arrogance. Arrogant, yeah, it's yeah. arrogance. I think, yeah, arrogance, yeah. Damn, well, now that's evil to me. Any yeah. kind of arrogant man, that's evil to me. Um, and that—that's pretty much his origin story. Uh, because once he's got the mask on, that's when he takes on the name Doctor Doom, and he—he uh, he basically wants to get revenge on those he feel were responsible for his accident, namely Reed Richards. Yeah. Um, and he goes back and leads a revolution to take over Latveria from the yeah. Baron. Yeah. So that's that's kind of his origins. Yeah, and mission accomplished. Like he he uh, is the head of Latveria, and he turned yeah. it into a, a, a dictatorship. Yeah, and, uh, and he runs it with a, a literal iron fist. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I read that when he took over Latveria, it became very advanced and very well mm-hmm. protected. No yeah. crime, no yeah. sickness. Yes, he is a ruthless dictator, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing because he 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 created an army of doom bots, Mm. which were basically robots that look like him that patrol the city. And if you graffiti, they incinerate you. Really? Wow, kind of like the task force that's looking for 
people having sex in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that. Wow, Toronto kind of has its own doom bots. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, because of how he handled the Latveria situation, um, he feels that uh, that should just extend to the world. So he, most of his plans involve the idea of world domination to take over and rule the planet with the same um, uh, militaristic uh, fervor that he does yeah. his, his right. home country. I've but, heard I'm of over, guys like that, yeah. yeah. I'm over here going, no crime, no sickness? Okay, yeah. I won't graffiti a wall. Yeah. Am I crazy? <laughs> Do you think that's a, a fair well, trade-off, Chip? <laughs> <laughs> to have no no rights and freedoms, yet, you know, no sickness, no crime? What's, what's the food like there? Do they get, like, some good stuff to eat, too? <laughs> I, I think that's where it all falls down. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah. sausage rolls do they have fresh baked sausage rolls uh, sausage sausage like no rolls. <laughs> just like oh mables it takes me See, back eight months. mables shout out yeah. to mables in the yeah. junction good job um there was a period where he did take over the world um with the help of the purple man i'm sure i don't have to explain the purple man to you he was in jessica jones right he was david tennant yes you talking- david tennant's character oh i thought you were talking about thanus Thanus? Is that how you pronounce that? Thanus? So not... Did he know Thanus? Uh, he's encountered Thanos. Thanos. Thanus and Galactic? Galactas? There, there, was a, there was a period where Dr. Doom also took over the, the entire uh, universe, and he, uh, he killed uh, Thanos. But And he wore the uh, glove with the Infinity Stones too, right? Sure. Who hasn't? Yeah, who hasn't, Chris? It's the village bicycle, for Christ's sake. I haven't done it because I saw what it did to, uh, well, no spoilers, but... Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, But yeah, Doctor Doom took over the the planet Earth um, with the aid of the Purple Man. So the Purple Man, for people who don't know, he's a bad guy who is purple. um, (laughs) And he has purple powers, which uh, for some reason translates to he can control people around him. He can get them to do what he wants. Which is so what he did to Jessica Jones. Which he did to Jessica Jones in the hit Netflix show, Jessica Jones. I love that show. Um, Me too. So he's, he's, he's a bad guy who just like gets away with everything because he just tells people what to do. So Dr. Doom is just like, I like this guy. I like what he's all about. But he's, he hasn't reached his full potential. So he kidnaps him and he puts him in a, what he called a psycho prism. And he used this psycho prism to expand his powers so Doom could control everyone in the world. Not just people that are around him. So he oh, ended man. up he ended up uh, convincing the entire planet that uh, Doom is a okay and Doom should run the place. Did you know Doctor what? Doom ever like? Is there like? Can I Google online? Like, is there a selfie of Doctor Doom and the Purple Man with their arms around each other, like after a job well done or anything like that? We can see. I I, I don't I don't think so. Um, hmm. This is pre selfie time. Okay. Yeah. If I knew had a friend who was like, "Oh, I'm thinking of going on a date with Doctor Doom," I would say, "I think this guy's possessive. I I don't think he's going to let you see your friends or trust Mm -hmm. you because look at the guy; he's a total control freak." He was recently engaged. Really? To uh, a woman named Victorious, who um, who who uh, saw him as like almost like a godlike person, like she. Mm She's a Latvian who quite appreciated um, his uh, strict control of the country. Uh, but just before they were about to tie the knot, um, uh, Dr. Doom found out that she slept with the Human Torch. Are you serious? Oh, damn. So, and that guy has a wedding huge... Is off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's on yeah. fire. It's yeah. on fire, yeah. So that, that stopped that. I've, I've, I've had times where it felt like my thing was on fire, too. <laughs> what, Chip? Why are you... The listeners can't see, but he's shaking his head, and he's not having fun, and he's so mad. <laughs> he's so mad. <laughs> hey, Evil Man listeners, it's Michael Balazzo here, just stopping by to say, I hope you're enjoying our uh, chat with Chip Zdarsky. And if you want to hear more from Chip and more from me, Chris, and James, well, guess what? You can go to patreon.com slash evilmen, and if you sign up, you can hear our brand new first debut Patreon bonus episode, 
where we talk to Chip a bit more. We ask him five evil questions, and oh my god, it's the stuff the stuff he says. He was too afraid to say it in the regular episode. It, it gets pretty grimy. So that's uh, patreon.com slash evil men. We would uh, appreciate it so much if you support us, and we're all going to have a lot of laughs, and I, I have a feeling we're going to be friends for a long time. Can I just say, if, if you were on a date, put yourself in someone dating Dr. Doom's shoes. You're on a date, yeah. it's going well, you like his green tunic and his mask is yeah. interesting and he's you know got yeah. all these powers. And then he's like, hey, you know, we're not going to see a movie or have dinner, we're not playing mini golf, we're going to try and open up a portal to hell and talk to my dead mom. Yeah. <laughs> not exactly, you know, a great date idea. But I think uh, most women like when a guy has a strong relationship with his mother. It's true. So, it's true. Oh, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Good yeah. Call. yeah. Yeah. And as, nope. as we've seen, even in the, on Twitter uh, in the last few years, there's a lot of women that are really attracted to tyrannical dictators. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah like well, it's people are attracted to power. Yeah. People yeah. like uh, power. Did she have dyed blonde hair with uh, the woman that was going to marry Doctor Doom? I believe she did. And was she like a, like a member of like a golf or a country club type of thing? I mean, if there were <laughs> such things in Latveria, she would belong to them. So I, I take that as a yes. Yeah. How, okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. Did the yeah. end of this relationship um, did did it just like make him redouble his efforts to to you know to be a bad guy or like or did he take it well? Did he take it nicely? You know, some things aren't meant to be. Uh, he, he he eventually was okay with it, I think. Um, though, uh, um, oh, I don't even know if I can say because I don't think the comic's out yet. Say it. Oh my oh, god! I can't. I can't. I can't. Uh, but they, but they, but they, they come to an agreement. Him, right. and, him and his him and his lady friend. Um, that's the problem. I get the advance notifications on what's happening in Doctor Doom's life, yeah, like all the time. So I, I'd never know what I can or can't say. That's exciting. Did you write Did you- for a Fantastic Four as well? I, I wrote uh, a series about uh, the thing in the Human Torch, the yeah. uh, the guy who sleeps around. Um, yeah. <laughs> and during that period, Doctor Doom. Okay, so just, just quickly, just a bit of backstory on one of one of his plot lines. He took over the entire universe. The universe was destroyed, but he saved it and recreated uh, basically Earth in his own image. Oh. Um, and eventually the superheroes kind of figure out what's going on and they fought him and, and they beat him. And Mr. Fantastic um, uh, ultimately defeats him. And, um, and so uh, once Mr. Fantastic uh, defeats him, um, uh, him and the Molecule Man, I believe, um, <laughs> uh, feel bad for Doctor Doom. So they kind of erase his memory of, of certain things and uh, erase his scars. And, and, oh. and bring him back to the new reformed Earth. And oh, so when yeah. Doctor Doom wakes up, he's just like, oh, I've already taken over the universe. I've done everything. Yeah. Um, and my face is looking great again. So, uh, and, and Iron Man's missing, so I'm going to be Iron Man. So Doctor Doom becomes Whoa. Iron Man, and he tries to be like a Oh, I thought he was going to call himself something like Doctor Joy for a bit or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just dro- he dropped the Doctor. He, he was basically he was basically his own version of Iron Man. He tried to be a good guy for a while, and I was writing a book around that time, so I had him kind of be cool. um, kind of a, a good bad guy. Uh, oh, that's and, wild. and that was fun. But that's you know what cool. happens? You know what happens? He got his face scarred up again, uh, and that just like triggered everything back. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Did you write he's that? A fun, he's a no. I didn't Did write you? that one. Oh, um, but he's he's a he's a fun character to write. Yeah. Did, has have has he ever been portrayed in a movie or anything? Like, do we, can we imagine his voice? Yes, he has been portrayed well, you know in two I, movies. Can, can I say one thing? I, I saw the, <laughs> yeah. the Fantastic One and Two. I know Chip is special. And I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I was. But I just want to say maybe, that. but maybe you could, but maybe you could <laughs> elaborate or agree with, with me. I didn't watch those Fantastic Four movies at all, but I've seen clips, and they didn't villainize his voice. They didn't. It was actually a real letdown to hear what Doctor Doom's voice was. It was like kind of a regular pissed off man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did, do you agree that it was kind of like a, or can you agree that it was? 
I never like to criticize uh, uh, another person's work, but um, I mean, those movies are not very good. And uh, yeah, yeah, they they don't quite nail it. And also, once he starts speaking with an accent, you're just like, oh, that's weird. I never really thought about the accent. But then yeah. all of a sudden he's got oh. this accent. Does it sound kind of so funnier. vaguely Can Russian or something? If you had your... Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mike. If you had your druthers... Mm-hmm. And you were in charge of the production of a Fantastic Four reboot, which I feel like they're due for now. Yeah. Um, another one. Would you have him be, wouldn't you want like a metal mad villain <laughs> doctor being like, I'll get you, Mr. Fantastic, or I'll get you Thing, or I'll get you Invisible Woman, especially I, you? I think that'd be fun, and I don't think anyone would see it. Why? Oh. Because uh, people want their villains to um, be a little bit sexy, and you kind of, you kind of, you kind of want to be able to kind of understand where they're coming from a little bit. You can't go full on, like your your favorite Thanos. Yeah, Yeah. he's good looking, flat out. Thanos is attractive. He's kind of a hunk, and and also he's just like you kind of get where he's coming from. He's a bit of a sad dude, Mm -hmm. and he's really just trying to save everyone. By killing half the population of the universe, like, like it's a great when, plan. Yeah, when Infinity Gauntlet came out, everybody was hashtagging Team Thanos. Yeah, they were he, like, yeah, he he fooled some people. He yeah, he turned us around a bit. That's for sure. Yeah, people love that that cool hunk Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Yeah, a Doctor yeah. Doom being more like, "Hey, what's up, Invisible Girl?" Damn. I, right. I mean, for the purposes of a movie, yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know if it'd be like, hey, damn, visible girl, what's up? I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that's really the, the <laughs> Well, you're the writer. I'm, I'm, the, I'm riffing. But you gotta, yeah, yeah, you have to kind of understand where he's coming from. He's a hard one to do that with. Right. Because um, you really have to cement the idea that he controls a country where there's no crime. Hmm. Because of his iron fist uh, tendencies. You know, mm, right. one thing that stuck out, uh, just reading a lot about um, Dr. Doom, is that he, because mm-hmm. he rules Latveria, he has diplomatic immunity. So mm-hmm. I was imagining, like, um, you know, if he was maybe visiting America or Canada or wherever, maybe if he was driving and he hit someone with his car, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they died or were just very badly injured, he, like, the... He could leave the country. He couldn't be arrested or face charges. That's that's really interesting, and they should put that into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great plot, Mike. Yeah, why haven't well, they I done mean, it? Like, yeah, the meat of the movie could definitely be like the kerfuffle. Yeah, that it yeah. causes. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's um, it's reminiscent of um, uh, when I was a young lad and I was reading the Batman comics. Um, the Joker murdered Robin, the poor yeah. little little he guy. Did? Yeah, the family. He, mur- he murdered him. Yeah, death in the family. And then Batman's not happy about that. And then uh, he he finds out like um, Joker's coming coming back to America, and he's like, I'm gonna go beat him up. And Superman's like, You can't. And why? Because he's got diplomatic immunity because he's now the ambassador to uh, Iran. And the Ayatollah Khomeini, <laughs> who was in the comic, <laughs> made the Joker the ambassador to Iran. <laughs> Mike, your idea was true. Yeah, That's so like so it's like the, the Joker goes to the United Nations and he's decked out in like Iranian uh, clothing, and he's just like, <laughs> "Here I am. You can't do anything." I remember that, that but like I didn't very... understand what was going on when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah that feels yeah. like very politically. I was just like, okay. Very 1980s U.S. politically motivated, like Reagan, yeah. <laughs> like politics. Yeah. yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I had to, hey, I had um, to reread. I had to reread it lately because I uh, I was writing a story about the characters, and uh, and when I hit that part, I just died laughing. That is so. Funny. Like, they must have had so much fun writing that. Hey Chip, um, I I wondered if you would if you knew of this event I read about with Doctor Doom. Did you know that in 1977 he fought the band Kiss? I, I, I knew that, but I haven't read it. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Um, so Dr. Doom fought Kiss, and Kiss mm-hmm. defeated Dr. Doom. And I did find it kind of what? funny how they, how they defeated him. P- 
Paul Stanley used a magical black ninja star to have Doctor Doom relive the memory of his father dying. <laughs> That's how he did it. <laughs> Somber way to defeat an enemy. Take this, Doctor Doom. Very effective. <laughs> Wow. Weirdly enough, uh, shout out to the Phantom of the Opera again. Yeah. Yes. Paul Stanley, Paul Stanley did a he did a few months in Toronto uh playing Phantom on yeah. on the stage and uh, apparently he was very good. Yeah. Should still should have been one of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I read a thing that Doctor Doom owns a piece of the cross that Jesus was crucified on. Do you do you know about that, Chip? <laughs> I actually don't know about that. Um, what what what's the context for that, Michael? So this is from I'm always poking around on ScreenRant.com, and there's an article called mm. Ten Amazing Things You Didn't Know About Doctor Doom." Okay, and yeah. It says that he's he's uh, obsessed with being uh, prepared to ward off potential harm, and that he has several several pieces of the cross on which Jesus Christ was crucified. The purpose is to ward off vampires. So he's not, uh, you know, a religious nut. He just, he, they purely serve the purpose of keeping vampires away. I mean, did, I mean, did nobody tell him you can just use a crucifix, not the literal <laughs> crucifix? Yeah, you don't need the ridge. <laughs> just make a cross. Yeah. Wow. That's funny. good for him. Was he Catholic? Stay back, vampires. This is a piece of Jesus's cross. <laughs> I guess I guess Dr. Doom was Catholic? I mean, uh, Dr. Doom views himself as a god. Mm. So I can't imagine him um going in for that that right. business. Yeah. Yeah. Might have had might have had first communion when he was 13, but well, yeah. Is there any? Is there a story about that? Doctor Doom receiving his first communion that you're aware of, Chip? <laughs> no, but I mean, these are all ideas that can still be explored within the pages of Marvel Comics. Marvel did put out uh, in the '80s um, uh, a uh, adaptation of the life of John Paul II. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so they they do have Catholic leanings. So, um, did the guy who drew um, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing draw that comic? <laughs> no. I feel like that art would be so funny. <laughs> uh, Chip, do you think so? Like, is Doctor Doom your favorite like comic book villain, or were there like a few you were deciding between? Like, he's. I mean, Doctor Doom's my favorite character to write. Um, because he's got a very distinct voice. There are there are uh, there are several characters in in Marvel comics that uh, almost all writers agree are the their favorites to write, and it's it's um, Doctor Doom, J. Jonah Jameson, and mm-hmm. the Thing, because they all are very very clear voices, and there's a lot of comedy to be found with those characters and how they react to things. And did Doctor Doom he helped? helped the thing like revert to his human form at one point didn't he i I think he's done it a a few times there's always something some complication or whatever um yeah and and it's also it's hard to tell this is another thing about doom it's hard to tell if you're actually dealing with him because he does have these doom bots and uh there are there are long stretches of stories where it's just been a doom bot the whole time and dr doom's been out in space doing some uh, discoveries and then he comes back. He's like, Oh, all this stuff happened. Well, that wasn't me. Which is what the rapper MF doom actually did too. He RIP MF doom took his whole rapping persona off of Dr. Doom to the point where he even released a, a prequel rap album called Victor Vaughn and, uh, and getting later in his career when I guess he, couldn't or sh- couldn't make it to concerts and stuff he sent doom imposters which is basically like the doom bot thing you're talking oh, about wow. so he actually mm-hmm. lived a rap version of dr doom's life for real it's true yeah i thought that was pretty and, cool and, and doom also always has like kind of backup plans there's a period where doom is fighting somebody and uh uh he was about to be killed so doom put his consciousness 
into like just like a house husband who was watching this at the time. And so his body gets destroyed and then he kind of lives this weird life with his new wife. Um, meanwhile, back in Latveria, all those doom bots are like, oh, our master's dead. We have to do the backup plan, which was to put uh, all of Dr. Doom's memories into this, uh, into this child that Dr. Doom took under his wing named Kristoff. So all of a sudden there's like this like 10 year old acting like Dr. Doom in the comics, which was a, which was, a, which was a lot of fun. That, that reminds me of the movie Jack. It's a bit like the movie Jack. Yeah. Jack came after <laughs> yeah. this. So, I mean, you can draw your own conclusions, I guess. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, I was, you, you talked about uh, Dr. Doom sometimes spending time in space. And I read that yeah. Dr. Doom's suit is a sort of self-contained, almost like a biosphere where it has its own air system, its own water filtration system yeah. uh, to keep him alive. And I was wondering, because nowhere in this article did it mention how they get rid of, of uh, the waste. Dr. Yeah. Poom. Exactly. Um, well, I can, I can tell you that it's recycled. Oh. So you, you don't want to Does waste it... the material. So it, 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 it turns it into like cupcakes or whatever, and he eats it within his suit. <laughs> Oh, that's why, yeah, okay, so you can see every now and then in the comics, I always noticed that some wrappers from Cupcakes were kind of slowly coming out of the well, it, hole it, of his mask. It's part. It's partly why he's got the metal mask, because he thinks yeah. it's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> just the visual of, of the cupcake going into his mouth, made from his own excrement. I don't want everyone to know Dr. Doom loves cupcakes. Yeah, exactly. I, I could be wrong, but I, th- I think... I was going to say, I think once Dr. Doom was at a sporting event and like the camera penned to him and he was like eating a big messy sandwich and it was getting all over his face. And I think mm-hmm. that he just could never get over that. It really embarrassed him. Yeah. 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 That was before the mask, right? Yeah. 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 So the mask is also to hide like just being a sloppy pig eater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I also wanted to say that... Uh, um. So, oh yeah. So, being that this is all happening in his suit, all this recycling, et cetera, et cetera, is it fair to say that if you're a superhero and you're fighting Doctor Doom, part of the battle is also just dealing with the horrid stench of the man? Like he must reek. Um, I, I, I would like if imagine. If Boo and P is getting turned into cupcakes that he reeats, et cetera, endless cycle. It's, he's got to smell like at least a uh, like some sort of gaseous swamp. Look, I mean, to be fair, he only really does that when he's in space, and you can't smell anything in space. Exactly. Right. Okay. Um, when he's when he's back home on Earth in Latveria, I'm sure he takes off his metal pants when he goes mm-hmm. to the washroom. Yeah. Um, I did notice too when he's fighting in space too. He always has to mention, apropos of nothing, you can't smell anything in space. <laughs> Well, yeah, that was the yeah. slogan for the movie Alien. In space, no one can hear you smell. Yeah, yeah. faster than yeah. the stink of smell. No it's Doctor Doom. Smell. <laughs> Chip, do you have, like? Man. Do you have like top Doctor Doom moments? Because I assume, you know, maybe I'm wrong that you you know about his you know lengthy career. Um, yeah. What are some things that really like impress you and make you make you love friggin' Doom so much? <laughs> I was talking earlier about the uh, his whole Purple Man deal, and uh, um, what happened after after he took over the world. Um, there were a couple of superheroes that it it didn't affect um, because uh, they were robots or whatever, and they kind of woke up the other superheroes. And there was a there was a point where they were about to like undo Doctor Doom's hold on the world, and Doctor Doom could have easily stopped them, but he was just like. But this life is pretty boring, and he just let them uh, defeat him. Oh, and I God. like that about Doom. I, I like the fact that he he he's very capable of taking over the world. But he also recognizes now um, how boring that is. Yeah, well, and, you said uh, he's, he's a man who likes a challenge. He's yeah, a man who likes there, a challenge. It, and it I is kind of that. like a credit to his mad genius thing, where it's like more about the game than it is about the yeah finishing something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's seen it all. He's done it all. He's taken over the world. He's taken over the universe. Um, he's yeah. wielded a, a, an amazing amount of power. Yeah. Um, but it's like I don't know. Sometimes you just you want a bit of a challenge. 
And I, I like that about him. You were saying when you were saying before that he's one of your favorites, everyone's favorites to write are Doctor yeah. Doom and the. So is that why? Because I, I I haven't read any comics with Doctor Doom, so I don't quite know what you mean by like. Is that in his personality? This sort of that sort of attitude or something? Yeah, they, there's there's uh, ultimate arrogance hmm. and uh, calling people fools a lot. Like if <laughs> if you wanted to like write like a, just a real archetypal like grand villain, Doctor Doom is the voice. Nice. Like like other other villains, like you kind of go <clears throat> back and forth on like even like the Joker. It's like you can kind of write him as like like a sad fucking Joaquin Phoenix character. <laughs> Or you can do Cesar Romero from the Batman show, just cackling and making puns. Right. Like I, I can't um, picture yeah. I can't picture Doctor Doom doing that famous dance on the stairs to the Gary Glitter song, for instance. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although I do think he likes Gary Glitter in my mind. Yeah. Probably. Well, you said he's not officially a doctor and uh yeah. yeah, but he's got all these special powers, so it doesn't matter anyways. You can call himself a doctor. But also, is this something uh, benevolent? I saw that he uh, did an operation on the Hulk's head to er- <laughs> get erase the Bruce Banner in him, or something like that. Is that true? I I, I believe it is. Uh, there have been a few kind of supervillains huh. that have kind of stepped forward to like try and help get rid of the, the Hulk side to things. Partly, Doom likes to do stuff like that once in a while. Um, to prove that he's smarter than Reed Richards, because it's not always about defeating Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic. Who also, I mean, that if you're picking your name and you pick Mister Fantastic, like, yeah, he's kind cocky. of in the wrong there. He's cocky. Like, I'm yeah, sure Doctor Doom uh, thinks he's way more fantastic than Mister Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But like, but Doom likes to try and succeed wherever uh, Mister Fantastic has failed. So the Hulk yeah. thing is a, is a uh, example of that. There was a, a series where the X Men, a character in the X Men, needed uh, needed help, and Mister Fantastic couldn't figure it out. So Doom came to the rescue just to show him up. Uh, I like that. There's a, there's a petty quality to this guy that um, I really relate to. Cool. Well, what's one of the most heinously evil things he's done? Where you're just like. Ooh, it's going to be hard to like Doctor Doom again after this. You know Did what? He break up uh, Mister Fantastic's wedding, or at some point he, um, like when he was a kid, he had like his first love, um, and he 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 tracked her down, and um, they kind of rekindled kind of a relationship. But in, in the in the end, it was so he could sacrifice her life in order to go get his mother's soul. So he like he was like oh yeah He's her because you have to you have to you have to sacrifice it was like you have to sacrifice something that really meant something to you right. so he like got her to kind of like fall back in love with him or whatever and then and then uh, killed her fellas that that ain't mean. right you know no no it's not no I think I think yeah maybe that's the same instance where because uh, the thing died I think that might have been uh, tied into that story I'm trying to remember. But the Fantastic Four had to go to heaven to get him back. <laughs> that was a that was a trip. Did they <laughs> he just, just broke Mike's mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did they commit suicide to get to heaven and then like reverse engineer it? Or how did they yeah, like flatliners? No. Reed Richards created like a, a device like so they could okay. fly to heaven or whatever. Yeah. Um sure. and, and then um in the end they discovered that God was uh, Jack Kirby, the artist of Fantastic Four in 1961. So Fantastic Four kind of had a lighter side more than a lot of comics, right? There's more humor and it's about a family. It's a lighter side, right? Yeah, yeah, which is weird that Doctor Doom, who's like the most nefarious villain, is part of that kind of franchise. I've always thought that. In in my opinion, uh, you know, being a comic book guy, especially as a kid, like, I always thought... Doctor Doom was wasted on the Fantastic Four. I wanted. I, I wished he was kind of like Spider Man's main nemesis or something. You know, sorry yeah, to say, Marvel, but uh, you know, uh, but yeah. The thing with Doctor Doom is every writer wants to put him in their book. Like, but he's only got so much time. Like the editors, like you can't have him come over and fight Spider Man. He's he's fighting Wolverine this month. Yeah, right. Um, he does get overused as a result of that. 
for for people who are maybe uh, not super familiar with with Doctor Doom, would you? What's like a Doctor Doom starter pack? If 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 our listeners are like this this episode's amazing, I gotta you know learn everything about Doctor Doom. Oh God! I mean, there's so much to learn about Doctor Doom. It's almost impossible. Um, you can I mean you can just start from the beginning. Like I think his first appearance was Fantastic Four issue five. Okay. Um, that's like that's like classic Doctor Doom stuff, like him shooting the Fantastic Four's building into space and blowing it up. Like that's just fun. That's just fun stuff. So I'd I'd recommend starting there and just kind of working your way chronologically. There's no starter pack for Doctor Doom. All right. I wish there was. Shot down, Mike. Shot down. I would I would say this episode of Evil Men is a great starter pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Me that too. is true. Yeah, I don't know. If, was there any other Doctor Doom uh, I- I- things we wanted to touch on, or should we decide how evil we think Doctor Doom is? I like ranking them out of ten. I, ten being most evil, one being least evil. I, I give him a. If I was going to rank Doctor Doom in an evil scale, I would give him an an eight because um, does a lot of evil things. But again, I just can't get past that. In a way, Latveria is doing really well on certain metrics. Yes. So that's uh, why I, I don't give him a 10. I'd go with uh, a 7 um, because of what you said, James, and also because he comes from an area of the world, Eastern Europe, that uh, I do have some ties to. So, you know, uh, <laughs> that, that counts for me. Yeah. I mean, I would, I, would, I would probably agree with Michael. I would actually go one step down and give him a 6. Really? Because... Uh, um, also, because he's from this different part of the world, I don't really, I, I can pretend to understand Latvian culture, but I don't. Mm. Um, so for me to make a judgment call on Victor Von Doom, um, Doom probably doesn't even mean anything bad there. Right. right? Yeah, it's a name. Like, of course it doesn't. Yeah, we're, we're projecting onto him. Yeah. Um, and so normally I would give him a seven, but I, I, I'll knock him down six because he's not real. Okay. Like if he was real, if he was real, I'd probably rank him higher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because of all the things Chris? he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my scale is super intense, so I'm gonna give him a one because I think he's really evil. Wait, no, ten what? is Whoa. most evil, Chris. I know. No. Oh know. my god! Wow. Wow. What? So wait. Told ya. What's like my scale is intense, dude. Well, what are we then? Are we also one? We're like, yeah, we're around one. It's like logarithmic, <laughs> it just goes like exponentially. Jeez, yeah. man, we're like on par with Dr. Doom for sure because we do some nice <laughs> stuff too. Yeah, true. Yeah. Wow, can I just be just before we wrap it up here? Um, just the idea that Doctor Doom hit the you know hit the newsstands in 1962. I believe that was the year or just the year before Beatlemania. And I'm imagining you know <laughs> young music fans who are super into the Beatles, but they also love uh, they also love Doctor Doom. <laughs> Mike, great, great question. <laughs> what, what do you think of that, Chip? <laughs> So you're you're wondering if if uh, the teens of the '60s were into Doom in the same manner that they were into uh, those lads from Li- uh, Liverpool? <laughs> yeah. I, he has a yeah. he he has a charm, but he ne- none of his songs ever cracked the top ten. <laughs> All right, but wasn't it isn't it true that every time in the early '60s uh, when an issue of Fantastic Four would hit the uh, corner stores? Um, tons of female teens would scream at the comic book <laughs> with because there he is dr doom is in there and they would scream and rip the comic book to shreds and then the store owner would get, go like you gotta buy it now and they'd get mad and chase him away like first of all i don't like hearing you say female teens i know it's correct i know it's correct technically but yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, mean, I like, like, like girls, them? girls love Doctor Doom because there's a mystery there, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know, he's a bit of a bad boy, and you want to fix him, <laughs> you want to fix his scars. He's yeah. like Ryan Gosling, practically. 
Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And that's why yeah. the Beatles wore masks for a bit too. That's right. And they they <laughs> had them so- sold uh, you know, attached to their face because they were so hot. Yeah. Well. And it was yeah. there's that the one song on Sgt. Pepper about Ringo's attempt to open a portal to hell as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I get sad. by with a little help from my portal to hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. high with a little... <laughs> uh, well, um, I think that was a great chat. Um, Chip, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, thank um, you so much for having me. Please follow Chip on Twitter and uh, by the work he does, he's pretty much one of the biggest comic guys out there. So yeah. just the biggest, he, he has yeah. our vote. Is there anything you want to uh, specifically uh, uh, promote right now, or just the whole body of work? Uh, you know what? I'm. Um, uh, I don't really care mm-hmm. if people mm-hmm. ever check out my work. I yep. think there's probably too much stuff out there, frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, not just stuff that I make, but stuff that everyone makes. I think we should just kind of put the brakes on um, consuming stuff. So if people want to just like walk right by my work. That's totally okay. fine by me. I get it. But also, uh, pick up sex criminals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, we'll put your uh, your social media stuff in the uh, in the show notes. And, uh, and yeah, you don't even need you don't even need All really. Right. You know what? No. Let's wow. never release this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the last uh, I'm, just, I'm just here to make some friends. Um, that's 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 my currency, not the social media numbers. All right. How many, how many guys I can get onto a Skype? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Chip? You're a great guy, a genius artist and writer. Uh, I'm really glad you got to be on it. Um, that's my sincere thanks for being on. It means a lot to us. So it was really fun hanging out and chatting and laughing with you. Hope you had a good time. The pleasure is mine. I'll see you when I'm back in Toronto. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!